Welcome to Real Conversations, exploring the meaning behind the music. Hi, I'm Robert Brzezinski. And I'm Jeannie Kataoka. And together, we're having Real Conversations with your favorite New Thought artists. Join us as we take a deep dive into the inspiration and meaning behind the music of New Thought. Our guests are ready to share stories from their spiritual journey and creative process with you. Real Conversations is a chance to look behind the curtain and connect with your favorite New Thought artists. So let's dive right in. Real Conversations, exploring the meaning behind the music. Hi, and welcome to Real Conversations. I'm your host, Jeannie Kataoka, and my co-host, which is new, is Al Yankee. I used to be doing this show with uh, Reverend Robert Brzezinski, and uh, we've kind of switched things up so Robert could step back and do some other things. And our most honored guest this morning is Sue Riley. Welcome, Sue. Thank you. Thank you. Glad to be here. So I'm going to start with an introduction to, to Sue so everybody can have a chance to know how fabulous she is. So Sue Riley is a musician with a mission to empower the world one song at a time. A prolific singer-songwriter who has released eight albums of positive, uplifting music, Sue has also been a leading music director for over two decades and is co-founder of Empower Music and Arts, a community dedicated to creating positive global change through music, writing, and spoken word. Empower conducts the annual POSI Awards, which recognizes excellence in songwriting for artists who create songs with messages of peace, oneness, and joyous living as well as the popular Posse Music Festival and Song School in Tampa, Florida. The 17th Posse Fest will be held at Unity Village, Missouri, September 14th through 18th in 2022. Sue also tours the country, performing in Empower's Posse Palooza concerts, which bring Posse award-winning artists together in a unique, uplifting format where the artists swap songs in an organic musical conversation. To date, they have produced more than 300 of these concerts in the U.S. and Canada to rave reviews. According to Harold Payne, a multi-platinum songwriter and a friend of this program, Sue, quote, has tirelessly, enthusiastically, and joyfully championed positive music for well over a decade. Simultaneously, she has evolved right along with this movement into a prolific and very talented singer-songwriter herself. All hail the Posse goddess. So again, <laughs> welcome, Sue. I love being a goddess. Thank you, Harold. <laughs> so, Al, would you like to kick us off? Well, yes. And, uh, you know, that's a, that's a, a lovely introduction. But for anybody who's not heard Sue's music, I think maybe we should start with start with that, play something, and then maybe start a conversation. The first thing we have up is I am the thinker. Uh, is there anything that you would like to say about that, Sue, before we before we play it? Well, um, at the time that I wrote that song, our church had experienced a fire, and we were all meeting in the parking lot under a tent. 
which sounds like it could be fun, like an old revival, but it's not that fun in Florida because it's hot. And it took, uh, we were there for a year and a half in that tent, during which time uh, we created a band and a great music ministry. And I wrote that song during that time with the idea that it might be a positive affirmation for the youth ministry to sing. It's written after an affirmation by uh, the Reverend Dr. Johnny Coleman. And she's the one that, you know, had that I am the thinker who thinks the thought as one of her talks. And uh, ironically, the kids liked it, but the adults in the choir and the music ministry all, you know, push around to see who gets to sing the next version of it. So I was blessed with that song. And, um, uh, and I thank Dr. Johnny Coleman for the inspiration. All right. Well, let's let's give that a listen. I am the thinker who thinks the thought that changes things that shape my life. I am the thinker who thinks the thought I have the power to change my life. change 
have to say I love the clarinet in that. And I have a, a, a really wonderful woodwind player friend whose name happens to be Al Yankee. And, and he says he doesn't play clarinet because he likes himself. So <laughs> n- not putting any clarinet players down, but apparently that's not fun to play. And so I love to hear it when I can. I, I much prefer clarinet to soprano sax. So Great. Yeah. There was a very talent, was a very talented musician that my producer knew in Nashville, Fred Bogert knew him. So he came in and just whipped that little song out. Wonderful. Like they do. The pros can do that. Yeah. First take, you know, took me (laughs) longer than that to record the vocals. (laughs) So has that been a part of your ongoing ministry, that song since you wrote it? I mean, it seems like the kind of thing that would be, because it's very catchy, you know, and, 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 and a lovely affirmation. Is it something that gets performed regularly? Yes, uh, it is probably the song that I am most known for. It's played in uh, lots of churches around the country. It's in several songbooks. And when I go places, it's actually a requested song, you know. So I'm I'm uh, grateful. There you go. Wonderful. You know, it's 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 got the, you know, the, um, it kind of reminds me, it's, Kind of reminds me of Carol King in a way. Oh, you know, yay! Or, <laughs> you know, so so it's wonderful. So what going going back? How did you get started with Unity? How did how did that? Or maybe even before that, how did you get started with music? Give us some background. Well, with music, my grandfather, who was a you know a radio vaudeville kind of musician back mm-hmm. during the Great Depression, was my first piano teacher. And he kind of instilled in me the love of music. And I have many beautiful memories of playing music with my grandfather. I wrote a song about that called Grandpa's Hands. And he was my mentor and my inspiration. And then, you know, like so many, you know, I decided where to use my gifts or, you know, my love of music. And I decided that the best way to do that was to perform in, you know, bars and restaurants, which, you know, lost its allure very quickly. And so I answered an ad in the paper for a um, Unity accompanist for Unity of Clearwater, Florida, probably close to 30 years ago now. And I didn't know what Unity was. I figured it might be a cult, but they were offering (laughs) a weekly paycheck. And as a musician, you know, that's important. So I, when I went to the interview, it was so cool and the minister was so amazing that I decided there and then that even if I didn't get the job, I would be coming to this church. And I've been there ever since. So wow. was it uh, was was uh, that does uh, was it a large center at that point? Yes, it's it's always been a pretty large center, you know, and with an amazing minister. So. Mm. How many ministers have you been through there, if you've been there for that length of time? Reverend Letty Hammock has been there for longer than that. I I should know the answer to this, but uh, I think she's been there 35 or 40 years. So it's the only minister I've worked with at the church. Wow, that's so unusual. It is is. very unusual. That probably goes a long way towards explaining why the the consistency of the congregation and the and the size of it and all of that, the, the support, the stability of, of that. Yeah. And, you know, she's my greatest cheerleader, she and her husband, Russ, in, in writing songs, very supportive, always have been, even 
back, uh, I wrote my first song in 1999 and I wasn't, you know, I didn't even know that I could do it, but I got tired of not having resources, of having to do pop songs where you had to change the words. And and I thought, okay, I, I'm going to try to do this. How hard can it be? Ha ha. I say that with a joke <laughs> because there's a learning curve. It's plenty difficult, but yeah, so they, they've been my cheerleaders from day one and so supportive. What a blessing That's, for you. Yeah. Yes, definitely. Yeah, Al knows about getting tired of having to use the same old, same old and thinking somebody should write yeah. songs. Right. I think, this, I think like, this may be a common story. You actually know, I mean, I know quite a few New Thought musicians. I think you probably know more than anybody. Mm -hmm. And would you, would you, think that that's true? Is that where most people kind of get their uh, initial motivation? I do know a lot of uh, singer-songwriters that are posi musicians, and a lot of my friends that were in the folk world that I've brought into the posi music world, I, I like to think of myself as a connector. So I knew a lot of people from Summer Songs, which was a beautiful, is a beautiful songwriting community in upstate New York each summer. And that's where I brought in Sloan Wainwright and David Roth was part of that community and Penny Nichols and kind of inner, you know, a lot of people have songs that will work for New Thought churches. We we have resources now. We don't have to go, you know, redo Climb Every Mountain and sing it 10 times in one year. <laughs> exactly. It wasn't always the case, but now we got plenty of great songs. Right, right. Wonderful. And speaking of great songs... <laughs> Let's listen to the next in our list of Everything Changes. When everything changes, I can change anything. Turning the pages, everything's new. If life's little stages are teaching me anything, it's everything changes, and I can change too. Used to be when things got crazy, I'd get to feeling low. But I found out I can't let that phase me. Honey, now I know. When everything changes, I can change anything. Turning the pages, everything's new. If life's little stages are teaching me anything, it's everything changes, and I can change too. Who expects the unexpected? Life's sneaking up on you. And sometimes we all feel disconnected. What you gonna do? When everything changes, I can change anything. Turning the pages and everything's new. If life's little stages are teaching me anything, it's everything changes and I can change too.
I can change anything Turning the pages, everything's new If life's little stages are teaching me anything It's everything changes And I can change everything changes I can change anything Turning the pages, everything's new If life's little stages are teaching me anything It's everything changes And I can change too Everything changes and I can change too Everything changes and I can change too Every time I listen to this song, and this will be showing my age, I think of Simon and Garfunkel's 59th Street Bridge song, oh. Feeling Groovy. It just <laughs> It has that same lightness to it, and I, it's just... It's so fun. I really enjoy it. Thank you. You're welcome. I think this is maybe my my uh, favorite to showcase your low register, mm -hmm. your, your your wonderful alto. I know you've got a very flexible voice, but uh, that if, if I may make another comparison, it's it's very Anne Murray-ish. Oh, to, great! Uh, Thank you. Uh, that uh, and and. When you wrote this, do you? Maybe it may be a while ago, and you may or you may not remember. But do you remember if you got the melody or on this first, or the lyric, or kind of how this one came together? This was one of my first forays into co-writing, which I love to do now. And I was my co-writer on this is Tom Kimmel, who is a very prolific singer-songwriter, and he has lots of songs in movies, you know, and so I was intimidated because co-writing is a very intimate experience, and, you know, so I always hear melody and, and lyrics at the same time. Not to say that I don't tweak both of them, but I have a general idea, and Tom also hears them both together, so we we had a working hook once we got the when everything changes and then we fit the rest of it around around that but we heard both at the same time and then just did some adjusting so it's kind of uh, i like to say it's a light-hearted approach of a difficult subject oh yes it is what i'll tell you what i heard because you are a piano player fine piano player and it really sounded to me like like a piano melody, like that, like you might have picked out because especially that skip, da -da -da -da, mm -hmm. that, you know, that's that, a Tom um, Kimmel thing. Is that okay? <laughs> da, 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 that thing, yes, that's a Tom Kimmel. You know, that probably a, wouldn't have come to me. <laughs> make a singer work a little bit. Yeah, huh? yeah. Like <laughs> let's let's use that top range. <laughs> <laughs> lovely, lovely. That was. The, on the recording, it says 2011. Is that about right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. Sure. Sounds good. And, so, and and is is that around the same time you started the uh, Posse Fest? Well, let's or see. Next early? year will be the 17th year. Let's see if I can do the math. It, it does sound that sounds about right, doesn't it? Seven. Yeah. Uh huh. Can you tell us something about the genesis of that? How that all came to be? I was on the music team with from Unity Worldwide Ministries, and I was the chairperson of the music team. 
we were trying to put together resources, you know, which were lacking, you know, 20 years ago. And that's where I met Richard McDesey, who told me about his vision of having like a new thought type Grammy awards. And we also at the same time had started Sound Connections through Unity Worldwide, which was more geared for music directors. And so we, we were doing them both concurrently, but discovered that a lot of the same people came to both. So we morphed the two together. But it started from being a volunteer with Unity Worldwide Ministry. So many good things start from volunteering for what you believe in. And then we created something that we saw a need for. And it's, you know, it's morphed and changed a lot over the years. Uh, but that was its its very humble beginning uh, was as a tag tag on you know an add on like at a, a INTA conference, and they gave us like twenty minutes at the end of the conference to present our first set of awards, and now it's morphed into like a four day event standalone event. There you go. So just for comparison's sake, uh, at your first, how many attendees or how many awards or what kind of a metric do you have? for that first one as compared to nowadays. Richard would have better answers on this, but let's say we usually give the same amount of awards of awards, but it was called I to I, which everyone pronounced as I to I or something else, which is why we changed it. And I believe we gave the same amount of awards, but that year we nom Richard and I nominated the songs just to get it off the ground. So um and like I said, we only had about 20 minutes, 30 minutes tops at the end. Uh, so I know Janice Danfield was there and Karen Taylor Good, Greg Tamblin. And that's the first CD that we did a compilation CD from that award. So we had about, but there were no attendees that were there for us. You know, in fact, you know, like I said, it was just at the very end of one of their presentations. They let us put this 30 minute thing on. And and how many attendees would you have or would you have had uh, before the pandemic, say? Well, our our usual amount of attendees is around 400 that come for the event. And um, most of the singer-songwriters that you've ever heard of that are, you know, prolific in the new thought and positive music area come to that. For the networking, for co-writing, we've made opportunities for that. Just, you know meeting music directors and sharing their music. And so, yeah, it's really um, morphed a great deal. Wow. Wow. Kudos to you on that great success. And Thank you. Much continued success. Let's move on to our, our next wonderful piece here by Sue from a few years later called I Am Love.
who's the who's the uh, who's the fellow singing with you on that recording? That is Glenn Rothell, one of my friends from Summer Songs that I brought introduced into the uh, Posse world from the folk world. Nice, nice. That is such a um, a beautiful contemplative piece. It's just serene. I love mm-hmm. the um, the way you're using your voice again, the softness and the breathiness in your voice. It's, Thank uh, you, just gorgeous. And uh, it reminds me of Enya, you know, especially. Uh, nice. especially I love yeah. these comparisons. <laughs> <laughs> I'm feeling better all the time. <laughs> yeah. There we go. There we go. Uh, was there That's anything you wanted for. to say about about that song? Well, Glenn is one of my favorite co-writers. I, I write a lot of songs with Glenn. And he's just a superb guitar player and has a beautiful voice. And he actually produced my last CD, my latest CD. And, you know, we were just noodling around in his studio. I was visiting. He lives in uh, New York in the Hudson Valley area. And I... You know, it's a very simple theme, I am love. I mean, that's basically the whole lyric. And I was looking for something that was an affirmation and also could be used under meditation. And I just started noodling, and he started noodling, and, and we came up with the song. It's almost like a round, I, I feel, when I've listened to it, and I find myself letting it start and then singing along with it. And, of course, <laughs> it's not a round, so it's like, oh, now I need to drop out. <laughs> but, you know, I think, oh, that would be fun to sing in a round, you know, and have like that side of the sanctuary and the other side of the sanctuary. But yeah, it's just lovely. It's beautiful. So your next piece, again, around from the same time as I Made Room for Grace, were these uh, released on the same album? Uh... These are both from my I Choose Love CD, one of my most popular CDs. The whole CD was produced by Daniel Namod. So you'll hear uh, Daniel singing mm. some of the high harmony parts or the low harmony parts on these and, you know, playing, adding his magic to uh, the whole compilation. And I wrote this song with my friend Melinda Wood Allen, who's now a um, minister and serves at a church in Texas. And um, I write a lot of songs with uh, Melinda as well. So Wonderful. So from Melinda Wood Allen and Sue. Riley, here's I Made Room for Grace. I used to think I had to have my own way, could do everything on my own. Living my life like a one-woman play, feeling confused and alone. I held on tight to the life that I knew Till it wasn't the life I remembered Finally admitting I hadn't a clue Opened my arms in surrender And I made room for grace I just stepped aside Opened up a space Now the blessings arrive every day Since I made room for grace 
want to live without making demands, asking for help when I need it, being happy just doing the best that I can. When I stumble, I won't be defeated. Since I. As I listen to this, Sue, and I, I hope this doesn't put you on the spot, but who is Grace to you? Obviously, it's not a person. I know that, but uh, yeah, I know it's one of the many, many names for God. But so, how how did you come to this, and and who is Grace to you? It's a great question. Thank you, Jeannie. Well, um, to me, Grace is the all-encompassing power of love in the universe, and to Melinda, another name for God, you know, she's a minister, as I said. I try not to write overtly uh, religious lyrics into my songs so that they would be able to be used by different faith communities if if wanted. But grace to me is the, the all-knowing universal spirit that once I got out of my own way in the song, because it's an, like an autobiographical uh, song, once I got out of my own way, then grace, God, spirit, uh, whatever name you want to give that power in the universe that wants you to have this or something better, mm-hmm. gave me something better than I'd ever imagined. Thank you. You're Your very first lyric as a, as a fellow songwriter, I've actually used that lyric myself, and I, and I knew that I was taking it from somewhere else. I, I used to think. Mm-hmm. 
whole, holy, holy way. Ricky Byers, I think, starts off the same way as well. It's it's it works so well, mm-hmm. you know, that uh, uh, we find these things that, that do show up that become tomes in a way, you know, become just a just a gorgeous piece. Oh my goodness! Um, I you. made room for grace, and now the blessings arrive. Ooh. I uh, I heard that put another way. Harmony within, serendipity without. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's not mine, you know. Right? But I <laughs> yeah, steal from right. The <laughs> yeah. How do, how does the the melody go for serendipity? That doesn't always roll trippingly off yeah. the tongue. <laughs> no, actually, I, I think that would you know feel free to use it soon if you want. I, you know, it's not mine. Nobody owns this stuff. So uh, at, at, at Unity of Clearwater, have you been virtual all through the pandemic? Uh, are we you have. Back? I have learned way? a lot of new skills. And uh, <laughs> I'm grateful that I was able to learn them, uh, like what we're doing right now. And, and I followed the advice of my friends who are techies, like Glenn Rothell and Russ Hammock, and bought the stuff they told me would make my life easier. But we are getting ready to go back into the building for the first time and now I hope I remember how to do that. I'm sure it'll come back to me, but so far it's like, hmm. Yeah, my my center, uh, Riverside CSL, is having a dress rehearsal, so they they will be ready. It's so. wise, I'm telling you. It's uh, yeah. It's a lot of things that you know. I yeah, and everything's changed, you know, because uh, some people won't be coming back. They're not comfortable yet, and you know, so I have to rearrange the music for the team that I'll have in place because I've been doing everything by myself or with my assistant. One of us would stream in and sing everything, all the service music and all the special musics, and we'd zoom in some guests. But, you know, uh, yeah, so it's it's not necessarily a new reality, but uh, it may feel like that for a week or two. I still work outside of churches as a musician. And last last weekend was my uh, was my debut back. Ah, uh, with just just a little jazz quartet. You know, I was just playing my saxophone and just playing very familiar songs, and it was terrifying. <laughs> really? Yeah, it feels yeah. weird, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I I you know you that's the kind of job that uh, you know if you've done them for decades, you just kind of walk in and you do them. Mm-hmm. I prepared for a week for that thing, you know, just uh, because I was so uncomfortable. And, and to get your chops back up, you know, and and to remember the songs that you know, but, you know, haven't played them for a year and a half. I Right. <laughs> believe me, sometimes I don't remember my own songs, let alone other people's. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. I Choose Love. You mentioned that uh, that was the title of the, uh, the CD. Mm-hmm. So the title track of... We gotta play that, yes? Yeah. Let's do that. Let's let's play I Choose Love. Peace in my life is growing because I choose love. Love's always present. It's what I'm made of I choose love We are a part 
binds us that can't be undone. I choose love. about this the lyrics in this is that it has the effects of choosing love it's not just about choosing love it's about what happens the peace and the the idea of it also that we're part of each other we're one we're one family and uh i i just that just really hit home for me thank you i uh wrote this song with my friend karen taylor good and initially, you know, from traveling around to different churches when I could do that, we discovered that uh, many, most New Thought churches were ending their services with Let There Be Peace on Earth, but they were changing the lyrics. And the, you know, when we were part of the music team with Unity Worldwide, the copyright owners of the peace song request, gave us a version that they would be okay with. But it was not the one, you know, it was not the ones that everybody was using. You could go to, if you went to five different churches, you would hear five different versions of the lyrics. And yes. so rather than be out of copyright integrity, because I'm all about that, because a church has a dispensation until you duplicate it in any way. So if you make a service tape or put the lyrics up on the screen, then you have actually, you need a copyright license or permission to do that. So Karen and I set out to write a song using 
the peace song as a model. And we went line by line trying to get the same feeling, but without having to have anything that changed any lyrics. And a lot of churches now use I Choose Love instead of the peace song. And then the copyright owners of the peace song have now signed as part of Empower Music and Arts Music Rights License. So we, re, you know, that's where you report when you use a song and we pay the copyright holders. And, um, but still not the 50 variants that you would hear. They, they prefer that we use one or two of the ones that, you know, they've authorized. Awesome. That's uh, it's so important, the work that you're doing there. And the I know the copyright issue is one that makes people's eyes glaze over. So probably this is not the forum to go into depth on that. Mm -hmm. But I, I think it's just so important that, that you have taken that on mm -hmm. and are kind of keeping people straight, mm -hmm. keeping setters and, and churches yeah. straight. Absolutely, because copyright infringement is not a victim of crime. Yeah. The, the main thing with it is, and people didn't know this until we started this license, is that, you know, I'm a member of a pro organization. I'm a member, I'm a BMI writer. But we're such small potatoes, like Karen Drucker is BMI, Daniel Namot is ASCAP. We don't get any money from them. You, you get money if your song is in a movie or a TV show, you know, or if you're, you know, Stephen Sondheim. But we fell under the radar. But with our license, which, you know, focuses just on the New Thought songwriters, and it's non-exclusive, and it's free for a songwriter, they actually get nice checks because people use their songs for every week, every service, you know, and it's the first time that some of these artists have gotten a check or recognition for any of their work. And uh, it feels good to be able to be the vehicle for that. It feels good to write the check and it feels good to get one too. Well, bless you for that. My goodness. Thank you. Yeah. Nobody's getting rich. Uh, off this music, except in their soul. But That's right, pocket for sure. Yeah, exactly. So anything that can be done to to help that is uh, is, is wonderful, and I fully support it. I choose love is is such a wonderful sentiment that you know it does it does show up quite a bit. You know, in fact, uh, your friend Daniel Namod has uh, that love is my choice mm -hmm. decision. Um, Love is my decision. Love is my decision. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Thank yeah. You. Because, you know, anything that how you react or how, what you choose to do is always a choice. Okay. You can look at, you know, something differently and have a different whole appearance and and understanding of it. So it's it's a choice. Right. Yeah. Right. I think Wayne Dyer said, when you look at things differently, the things you look at change. Yeah, that's right. Karen Drucker wrote a song with that uh, little thought. Beautiful, beautiful. Let's move. Let's move forward or come closer to our own time with uh, "Ready to Receive." Is there anything you'd like to say about that before we listen to it? "Ready to Receive" was written at my friend Sloan Wainwright's house in New York. We were getting ready to go to the summer songs. They used to have a winter song. So imagine someone from Florida and Texas, because Melinda was there as well, flying to New York in the dead of winter to go to a songwriting camp uh, where you might be snowed in, which happened, you know, often. So we were there and it was starting to snow 
And we actually did get caught there for a couple of days before we could go uh, out to do the songwriting. And I started noodling on Sloan's piano and Sloan started singing and Melinda started singing. And we just like that, because we were literally frozen in our tracks and couldn't get out of the house, we our, our little muse could catch us and uh, we got that song. And that is a round. We sing it takes it takes three people to sing it with all of the parts and uh, another song that Daniel produced at his studio. Nice. Well, let's give it a listen. Come to me I am ready to receive 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 I am open to Oh 
This song takes me back in my religious roots. I was raised Catholic um, all the way through confirmation. And I just think, and I was, I was tickled when you said you like to write things that, so they could be used in other denominations. And I think this would be so perfect for confirmation, which is when young people say yes to their faith. And it's kind of based on the idea of when the Holy Spirit descended on the, the apostles. So, you know, ready to receive, I, I think as they were, approaching the bishop usually performs a confirmation and i think it would be lovely to have this being sung as that is happening in uh, catholic churches thank you i uh, was also raised catholic and i uh, still play at a catholic church as a side job and uh, hmm. pentecost is this weekend coming up and they're all getting ready to go back into church for the first time and i never thought of that but it it would be a perfect song you know being open to receive mm -hmm. So, thank you. Great mm -hmm. idea. I can make. I can teach it to my choir. Okay. <laughs> yeah, quickly. Does, the, the, the reminds me of the Paco Bell Canon, the way, mm -hmm. it, the way it repeats and adds melodies and changes and vari with variations, and then you put two of them and then three of them together. Mm -hmm. It's just, uh, just wonderful. And we recorded and again, that at uh, at Winter Songs, standing in different parts of an old building. So. It's one of the few that's not done on separate tracks. We were all in the same building singing on different mics, and uh, somehow it worked. <laughs> yeah, it, it certainly did. And again, and again, I'm going to reference Enya because especially, especially, you know, you've got the you've got the strings in there, which are really nice, and they're and they're and and then, and then those pizzicato towards the towards mm -hmm. the end, those pizzicato strings come in, and you know. I just had to smile when that happened. Yeah, that's perfect. That's, just that's perfect. Danny for you. <laughs> so was he doing all that? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I played the general riff, you know, the da-da-da, that part. Uh, I played that on the piano, and then everything else that's in there, Daniel has put in, except for the vocals. Yeah. Now, I know that he comes out sometimes in the winter list uh, and tours around with the Posse Palooza with you and is it you and Richard usually, or it's usually me or Richard. So often it'll be me, Daniel and Claudia Carawan, or, uh, you know, because Richard and I are both co-founders along with Russ Hammock of Empower Music and Arts. We try to have two artists and one of us, there'll always be one of us on the Posse tour, but not, we used to do them together, but usually he stays. He's he's the music director and associate minister at his church in Virginia, his wife's church, Unity Renaissance. So he's not he doesn't he can't really travel as much as I could. Well, we need to get you. Uh, uh, you know, the East Coast has had way too much of you, and we haven't had near enough. <laughs> we need to get, uh, you've been out here a bit, but we need to get you out here a lot more, especially. In, you know, in our in our neck of the woods here in Southern California. In the, in the yeah, West I haven't West. been there for a long time. Yeah, looking forward to it. We need to do that. So then now we're going to bring it right up to the moment. There are moments. Talk to us about that. We were at a co-writing retreat, and Richard played this little riff that he had, you know, the little piano part that starts it. And he and Harold had just come up with a little part of the chorus. And uh, Harold and I finished the song on phone, by phone. It's one of my favorite songs on my new CD. 
and actually, you know, you're as a songwriter, and you know this, Al, you're always looking for a song that you can put on a CD that when you play it, people will come up and want to buy the CD for that mm -hmm. song. And, you know, Ready to Receive is the song on that CD. And this is the song on There Are Moments. I, I love it. It's a co-write between Harold Payne, myself, and Richard and Paula McDesey. And and it's, it's, you know, I love the theme of it, you know, which I've written, you know, which is one of my big things now is since I've been home for a year and a half, like most of the world, you can look at things that you're used to and you can see them with new eyes and see, you know, the beauty that's there, even though you're doing something that feels very familiar. Uh, mm -hmm. There, there can be moments that take your breath away with just mm -hmm. the sheer wonder that's there and and I want to be more aware of that, you know, going back out into the to the world, you know, looking at things with wonder instead of like, oh, do I have to do this or, you know, mm -hmm. I'm late. <laughs> yeah. When when magic happens unexpectedly, wonder of the world is all I see. Yeah. 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 So. Yeah. Well, but I also like dance of possibilities to the yeah. rhythm of my destiny. Yeah. That's a lyric. Yeah. yeah, that's a Harold Payne little. Yeah, uh, I, that's, I <laughs> that's a Harold Payne. We kept with the dancing metaphors, but he he put the, he came up with that bridge for the most part. All right, there mm -hmm. are moments. An ordinary day. In an ordinary life. There's beauty all around me But sometimes all I see is black and white Going through the motions Life's just passing by Drifting in a daydream Wishing I'd wake up from the emptiness inside But there are moments there are moments when magic happens unexpectedly. There are moments, precious moments, when the wonder of the world is all you've got it all 
inside you Will you know it in your heart when it appears Cause there are moments There are moments When magic happens unexpectedly possibilities to the rhythm of my destiny won't let me slip into my old routines cause there are moments there are moments when magic happens unexpectedly There are moments Precious moments When the wonder of the world is all I see Honestly, uh, um, this sounds to me. Um, I'm the, the the lyrics are crafted beautifully. The, that the just the, the wonder of the world, the way the way that fits in your mouth and the way it comes across on the microphone is just so beautiful. And 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 the melody. The, the there are in, in your hook. There are there are moments. Mm -hmm. um there's there's spots where where the the melody is dissonant this is a little um portamento i guess isn't that what it is when the melody drops in into the into the consonant note from the dissonant note oh, and, i never heard that term well Very good. okay <laughs> i think that's right if make i'm wrong it up, somebody i'll make it up but yeah so you know so so it's just as to the poignancy of it you know it's it's because moments, of course, are so temporal, you know, mm -hmm. so they're gone. And did you get it? Did you appreciate it? And that's what this, of course, what this song is, is all about. And it really seems to me like this is where you're coming really into your full fruition, both as songwriter, as performer, producer. It's really a gorgeous piece, and it's a gorgeous Thank production. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I, I like this song. Uh, 
It's one of my favorite new songs. And I like the way the voice floats over the piano part and how there's a little bit of dissonance because of the chords we chose. And yeah, it's fun. It's fun to sing and, and uh, it's fun for, I think people enjoy listening to it. So I'm thrilled that uh, you guys are playing it. Thank you. Thank you for sharing it with us. Absolutely. What's coming up for you, Sue? I mean, the world seems to be slowly opening up. I know you mentioned you're you're going back into your your church, and we we did mention the the next Posse Fest. But what else is coming up for you? Well, um, I am going on my first uh, in person little tour this summer, the end of June and the first week of July to to Michigan and to Indiana, where my family is. I visit my aunts that I haven't seen for a year and a half. And I've lined a couple of in-person speaking music and message that I do. And uh, we're in August, we're going to do a pro member virtual songwriting retreat, which is uh, where we, a co-writing retreat, which is where we get so many of these fabulous songs. And Harold will be part of that and Sloan and Glenn and Karen Drucker, David Roth, Jan and JD. Uh, it'll be, there's about 20 people that will be part of it. All possible because you can do little breakout rooms, whereas you couldn't bring that many people into somebody's house. So, and then uh, we're going to do a virtual award show in September for the finalist of these, this year's submissions. And, uh, you know, I'm just starting to, you know, put my things on the calendar and, you know, look at how I can remember, see if I can remember how I booked all these things together. <laughs> sure, it'll come back to me. It can't be very far buried, but so lots of fun things, exciting, and just grateful for the life that I get to live and the things, the the fact that I get to share music and meet so many wonderful people and write with so many wonderful people. And I feel very fortunate. Well, the world is blessed by your presence and your music. Thank you. Welcome. Is there is there a favorite song of yours that maybe hasn't been uh, discussed here today? Is there something that uh, maybe has some personal connection with you? Maybe even is not a new thought song. A song that I wrote. Sure. You know, all my songs seem to be about personal transformation, like where I am in my life, or you know what's what I'm thinking about. And, you know, they're all kind of like your children. You know, I have them for for different things. One of the most fun songs that I get to perform at shows is the yoga retreat, uh, my yoga retreat, which is, you know, one of my funny songs. I try to use humor in a lot of my songs, but it's a complete funny song about a yoga experience that went awry in so many ways. And uh, I still do yoga, and I, I think it's life-changing. But um, it, it's it's interesting to look at something that happened that's not quite what you expected or which you might think was not a good thing and look at it with eyes of humor and uh, it kind of changes everything. So that's one of my favorite songs that, you know, I don't usually do it in church, but I do it. I do do it on uh, concert tours. It has a good message, you know, but doesn't usually fit with sermon topics. That's right. That's right. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Thank you, Sue. Thank you. It's been fun. 
Thanks. Those are real conversations. We've been talking with Sue Riley, my host, Jeannie Kataoka, and this is Al Yankee. Thanks. Thank you for listening to Real Conversations, exploring the meaning behind the music. Real Conversations is produced by the New Thought Radio Network, sharing a vibration of love, positivity, and empowerment through a variety of media streams. Learn more on the web at newthoughtmedianetwork.org. Listen to past episodes of Real Conversations on the podcast page at newthoughtradio.net. Until next time, peace and blessings. Go forth and prosper.